welcome listeners to Behind the Scenes of Entertainment on kpcradio.com with your host Adrian Cortez, the show where we dive into the careers of people who work their best to bring enjoyment into our lives. There are many forms of entertainment, and today we'll be discussing the career that goes into the world of animation. From drawings to moving pictures with the invention of the phonetoscope, animation has brought many wonders of Im- imagination into people's lives and has highly influenced kids growing up as animation has grown very popular over the years. Without the the talents of animating artists, none of this can be possible. Those amazing animation looks on TV or the big screen, there's a group of people making sure everything looks great and ready to show to viewers and fans. For our guest today, we have Ryan Augustine, who is a very important job in, in the process of creating animated shows. He is currently working as a storyboard artist on the popular Netflix original animated show Big Mouth. Thank you so much, Ryan, for being here on today on the show today. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. So first question, how did you get started with drawing animation? Did someone teach you how to draw or were you teaching yourself? Was it a young age or? Yeah, I was like, I think it was about five when I'd seen uh, Toy Story. And that movie really stuck with me. It's like one of my favorite films of all time. And, uh, at the time, I didn't know that people were making them, but like that was the first moment I kind of realized like I wanted to do whatever the people that were making those movies were doing. But prior to that, I was uh, a real big fan of SpongeBob and, and Looney mm. Tunes, and so yeah, um, and uh, I'd always like the artwork for all the Sonic games and stuff. So I drew a lot of that just as a kid. I just I was always drawing, um, but yeah, I didn't like kind of seriously think about animation as a career until I was uh in high school Mm. um but there were so many avenues that that were open for for career choices I had really no idea um so all I knew that is is I like I like to draw and that uh eventually I wanted to translate that into something I could do for a living Mm. and then were you heavily influenced by um any like talk about like uh, SpongeBob uh, and the yeah. how what, what what was so important about those shows that were influenced you to go further? Um, I think it was just really memorable for me. Like I I was always a kid that would just if 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 I liked something and it stuck with me, I would quote it a lot, and my um <laughs> I would I would kind of get teased and uh maybe a little bit of trouble with my parents for like being able to do like perfect recite a cartoon but like mm. you know have trouble remembering remembering like the smallest things that were like actually uh consequential but um i think i remember seeing we had like the first season of spongebob on a dvd and they showed a behind the scenes on how to draw spongebob and that's and then they did like the the square with like the cross hashes on his um or the guidelines on his face and yeah. that was the first time that i like really thought about drawing as like a construction um before that I was really just drawing like Sonic and stuff just from what I could remember where the lines met up what the shapes looked like but then um watching that Spongebob thing it like watching Steve Ellenberg draw Spongebob it really made me think about drawing in a way of like I could build this up from like base shapes underneath and then yeah. my mom also got me like a little how to draw Mickey Mouse thing and there's all those shapes that you put together there and so um that really informed my interest in drawing um and then, of course, like, you grew up as a kid with, like, all the animated features like from, like, Don Bluth and from Disney. And, um, of course,
course, those stories stick with me um, and really kind of fuel this, like, desire for me to do, to, like, participate in storytelling that, like, lasts with people the way that it lasted with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. And what were some of the challenges going through school and becoming an artist um, or just in general? There's there's definitely the question of, like, oh, is this a viable career option? Of course, it's, like, the same struggle that, like, most uh, folks growing up with, like, a serious passion for art end up butting up against. Um, you know, my parents were always very uh, supportive of my interests and my hobbies and stuff, but, you know, my, my dad being a little more, um, uh, I guess, grounded in the ideas of, like, wanting to secure a, a stable future for me would urge me to kind of you know, look within myself about my skills that I could use, um, in a way that would secure me like a, a, a job that I could depend on. And, um, I've, I've grown to find that like no job is dependable. You know I mean? Either, either yeah. There are some that like you sit in and, 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 you know, you don't have to worry about you're, you're there for a while, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, honestly, I, I think it was really just a matter of like, okay, how do I, approach this once I've decided that I really wanted to do it. Am I going to go to school? Am I going to go to like a, a, do I, do I just find the programs that are there in my university? Do I, um, go to an art school and some paths were going to be financially bolstered by what my parents could do and some weren't. And so I had to choose what was possible for me at the time and then mm-hmm. take that move out to LA and, and, and find out a way to make it work with the pieces that I was able to attain. Yeah. And it's definitely tough trying to go through uh, with your dream when it's a when it's a job that's very popular that a lot of people mm. like to get into, like uh, being a rapper or getting sure. into the music industry, which is very tough. And yeah. so, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, yeah, I think the really interesting thing is that like uh, the the pool of artists that are able to kind of like put their work out um, in, in competition with other people. Cause this is a very, it's a very competitive, um, market, even though there's so many opportunities open up, opening up in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've heard a lot from recruiters is that like, it's not so much that there's, uh, uh, that they're looking for like a specific amount of talent, like among a, a group of people that they don't think are going to match up. It's, it's not so much that it's that there's so much talent out there that, you know, out of a hundred applicants, maybe like, like half of them are really outstanding. And so it's like, um, it, it really comes down to like, well, these few people that we're trying to pick for this position are all very good, but like how much better are they than each other? And it's, uh, or what, what, not so much that, but like what fits most to this project. And so, um, it's a real challenge because you know, yes, you, you work really hard on your craft and stuff, but it, it, there's so much of it also that, that comes down to circumstance. It comes down to um, chance uh, and yeah. just the grace of the people that you're interacting with, and that's a lot of how my story is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely tough, and I'm glad you got through it. And so how did you uh, get started into the animation industry? Um, did it take you some time to get recognized? Did someone help you mm-hmm. get through the process? As a career? Yeah, um, there's so many different paths, and um, you know, you, you kind of hear a similar outline of, of how a lot of working indus- uh, industry professionals have broken in. Um, but 
experience, no two stories are exactly the same. And um, not even a handful of stories are exactly the same. But um, so I ended up getting a, a, a BFA in illustration, um, just like at my um, at my state school. Mm-hmm. And kind of at the time I was I was applying for internships at Nickelodeon. But um, by the time I was I'd gotten like through two rounds of interviews um, for two different seasons. So mm-hmm. uh, in the spring season, I got into the in-person interview at the studio and I didn't get accepted. And then in the next fall, same deal, didn't get accepted. Yeah. Um, oh. And I think by that time I was like already graduated. I didn't, I, I wouldn't have qualified for an internship, but um, I was uh, lucky enough to get re- recommended to like a visual effects studio that also did some animation. And through there, I got my first uh, try at storyboarding, which I heard was like uh, a very viable and um, popular kind of entry point to the industry. Um, and it was well aligned with the things that I already kind of wanted to do in animation. I just wasn't quite sure exactly what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, and so I, I spent some time there, got to work on some personal projects, then eventually collaborated on a project with um, uh, uh, this band, Fallout Boy. They put together mm-hmm. like an animated cartoon. They, they posted up on YouTube. And in the middle of that project, I got um, a test for, um, for Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. And so I took that. Things went well. And I've been there for uh, a little over a year and a half, I think. And then we're, but I've been there for two seasons. And then we're going on um, our first one with the, the newly announced uh, spinoff. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, could you actually tell us some about uh, the first projects, like the Fallout Boy, uh, yeah. that you got assigned, and the experiences you brought with you to keep on going into the animation industry? Mm, good question. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, that house where I worked out of, um, it's a studio called Midnight Kids, um, and it's run by this really awesome guy named Savannah Jarian. Um, the experiences that I had at that house were like you know, indelible. Like, I, I really, like, there's nothing that compares to the kind of, like, working in a community where it's, like, five or six different artists and we're all just kind of scrapping together to, like, figure out how to make a thing. And um, we got to work on some some small uh, kind of personal projects and then also some, like, really large production-type things. Um, not everything I was doing there was animation at the time. Um, we were doing a lot of visual effects shows for, like, Disney show, uh video effects work for Disney shows, for Netflix shows, for like CBS shows. Um, so a very, very um, reputable clientele. Yeah. Um, but all that operation allowed us to kind of um, have fun with, with other animated projects. And that's and when that project came in, the Fall Out Boy one, I really got to kind of test my grit as a storyboard artist. Because um, the only experience, the experience that I had prior to that was I had storyboarded a short and then subsequently I, I did a larger form project. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of my first foray into storyboards, but then like, you know, when the show came along, I was, I was in charge of like a five minute episode all by myself, like no cleans. We just went like roughs and then straight into animation. And, yeah. um, we had a director, obviously Sivan was, uh, uh, serving as, as like a general supervising director, but there was so much freedom that I got to experience in that, um, that I really don't know if I'm going to be able to experience again. Um, mm-hmm. um, because everything is so much more structured and, and, and um, uh, you know, by, by the, by the guidelines of how t- 
typical operations work. And so uh, it was just really fun. And I, I got to get a, bring the skills that I gained from there, like in, in storytelling and composition and in, in, you know, at whatever hand of directing that I got to have as a storyboard artist, bringing that into um, a studio, uh, uh, the, another Netflix show, studio setting. Um, and I feel like it really just like called up a creativity for me. Yeah. And definitely the experiences help a lot with uh, going on into the industry. And so yeah. um, could you tell us what an or- a storyboard artist is? Um, and did yeah. you choose to go into this field of, of uh, animation? I would love to. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> yeah, no fun because I, I get to kind of, um, you know, most folks understand what like an animator is if they are if they're interested in animation, you know, it's the guys, the people that like sit in there at their desk that like draw hundreds and hundreds of drawings a day and mm-hmm. never leave their house, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, it's fun when I get to explain what storyboarding is because it's, it's kind of a little behind the scenes peek. But um, what I get to do is when an episode arrives to me, it exists only as a script. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in, and in most other cases, it also exists as like a, a radio play, which is basically just the the voice lines recorded by the actual voice actors and cut together in an edited episode um roughly the duration of what the of the episode is going to be like the length of it yeah um so when it comes to me all i ever see is like concept drawings from the the incredibly talented design artists um the the script as it exists and and um you know at that point i get to kind of make the decisions of like okay how is this going to look? How will these words translate into visuals? And um, how do I communicate whatever sort of uh, emotional beat that's being brought forward from the script? So in a lot of ways, I wear a million different hats. You know, I get to <laughs> yeah. um, be a, a bit of a mini director because I get to decide kind of like what the feel of this thing is going to be visually. Um, I'm, in a sense, operating the camera. Um, I'm blocking out the scene in terms of like, where characters are in depth and in relation to the composition of the scene. Mm. Um, I get to be a bit of an actor because when I'm drawing these characters and I'm like having them deliver the lines that are written on the page, I have to do it from the perspective of that character and like get really into the, into the weeds about what is this person feeling at this time and how do I communicate that um, clearly and effectively. Um, And what I love about it is that there's no like, there's no wrong way to do a thing. There's like a really creative bounds like that you, you can approach away, but there's just ways that are more effective, more, um, more emotional, more, yeah. uh, more clear, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to kind of just be the first person on the ground with, along with the other wonderful storyboard artists and the directors to decide how are we going to bring these words visually to life? And then from there, um, you know, as a revisionist and other revisionists, they would uh, really clean up my work and make it move. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the process is just done by like magicians of animation that I, I can't ever understand what, what yeah. um, how they do what they do. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it's really fun to just be kind of like the the exploratory part in the beginning that that um, helps bring the show ultimately together. Yeah. And so you're kind of like a small little film crew, like if it were to be somewhere right. shot um, in real life. And so, mm-hmm. but it's all on a screen and you guys draw and make sure these angles, that's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's like, you know, when you're when you're on a live action set, you have your actors, you have a physical camera, you have this space to operate in. We have none of that. And uh, what's exciting is that we could just get to make it up, you know, mm-hmm. we try it. And um, it, it's really fun to just kind of be able to create something from nothing. I guess not nothing because the script exists prior, but um, visually from from kind of a new uh, either of, of something that didn't exist before um, yeah. working off the of designs that were given to us prior mm-hmm. um, so yeah you have all these different people operating a camera uh, you have the actors individually doing their performances um, you have like the location scouter deciding where to shoot things um, you know and we're kind of bundled all up uh, into that one role yeah mm-hmm. and so could you give us a uh, a rundown of how an episode of Big Mouth is uh, made and ready to be put out for viewers and fans? Sure. Um, I mean, it, this process is, is um, it isn't unique to, to just this show. There's, you know, most of animation gets made in a specific way, so I'll kind of I'll keep things broad so that um, it can be applied kind of, well, well, my personal experiences can be applied to, to generally the way that animation gets made mm. is... Um, it, oftentimes it'll start out with the script or um, an outline, depending on whether the show is like driven by storyboards or driven by the script itself. Yeah. Um, so you'll first get the script, the story's written out, um, or like I said, an outline, the premise is written out. Um, and as a storyboard artist, you then go um, create that visually in a sequence. Um, and then all of those images get cut together by an editor. Um, just like just like with film, you know, you, t- yeah. you take the you take the shots that you have, you put them together, you cut them in time. Um, the only thing about animation is that like the scene ends when we stop drawing it. You know, mm-hmm. um, okay. with the with the film crew, you can kind of like you have a bit of pre roll to to kind of be like, oh well, this shot might start better here, mm-hmm. um, or you know, maybe this shot's a little long, we can cut it short. Like we have to be fairly exact about like, okay, scene starts here on this beat, ends at this beat. Um, because it's it's you know it's very time consuming and expensive to try and add more to the end or the head of a thing. It's impossible, right? Mm-hmm. So it gets cut together. Um, we watch it. We screen it. Um, executive producers and and um, supervising directors give us notes. We we make those adjustments. The animatic is locked. Mm-hmm. Um, then all of those assets with the with the designs and such get sent over, typically to a, an overseas studio. Yeah. Um, there are some studios that are, um, you know, that do the animation maybe like in Canada or um, in other countries. But um, typically, uh, the one that's really common is when it goes over to Korea. Mm. Um, so then we get like final color um, animated back. Um, our awesome, uh, oh, with uh, supplemented with like all the all the final designs from our our, our very talented. Um, props and character design crew um then it you know it comes back in color we address retakes if there are if there are any mistakes small technical things small creative differences you know Mm -hmm. um and then our compositors like really put them together um, and a combination of uh doom boom harmony and adobe after effects um you know they set the characters in the scene add lighting they add any uh additional effects um that might visually uh, be called for. Yeah. Um, and that's that's about it. I mean, there's so much more. There's you know the production mm-hmm. team like, you know, 
corrals us all together, make sure that like for one we have everything that we need, for two that the show runs smoothly. Like they they do tireless work. They're usually the first ones in, last ones out. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, production's really kind of the unsung heroes of the shows that allow uh, that facilitate us artists to be able to do what we're doing. And a lot of them are artists as well. And and um, you know, really taking that step as a, as a way to to learn about the process and, and learn more about how these things get made and yeah so they really have a better perspective on that stuff than i do as a storyboard artist because i'm only in one position they really get to see like everything and so um i really encourage anyone who wants to get into animation um to to consider getting into production as a as a way to really broaden your breadth of understanding of animation um yeah and if you're an artist who knows exactly what you want to do, um, you know, sharpen that skill, like really shoot for that. Um, so uh, it's it really takes an incredible, like, hardworking, skilled, uh, immense village of people to get anything done. And so it's, it's a miracle that animation happens. And it's, um, uh, it, it's really rewarding every second of it. Yeah, and I'm sure it's a process. And But I'm sure you have fun during the process of making the shows and everything which is amazing. And so, um, is there anything personal or what do you like personally about the show Big Mouth? Uh, do you have any characters you like the most or have fun drawing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's stuff that I really like that's on its way, but I can't talk about. So, uh, so I'll leave it at that. Um, but I think, the thing that I that the thing that I've enjoyed the most is like I, I, a lot of the stuff I got to work on has been very kind of quiet emotional moments. Yeah. I mean, aside from doing stuff that like it, uh, requires like explosions or, or like effects and stuff like that, and so I, I get to kind of have fun and, and uh, let loose on on big like action parts. But um, yeah, like meaningful usually, meaningful moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah usually usually the stuff i get to do is like kind of character interactions like um stuff that's really earnest and um yeah i get to kind of uh noodle out like okay what is it that this person is feeling right now like what are they trying to communicate what are they having trouble communicating um you know are they excited about a thing are they are they struggling um and a lot of the time those opportunities are are given to me because my directors understand that that's kind of where I'm coming from in terms of what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to kind of explore what, where I might be able to take that, um, what is it? That like affinity for storyboarding is just like, where, where could I, uh, I'm excited to see what my, what future projects might hold for me in terms of, you know, getting to continue to explore character, um, interaction and uh really just just do some more uh emotional character acting because i just like i like drama yeah. you know there's a lot of storyboard artists just like oh i want to do action or i want to do gags so i want to do like funny stuff and I, i'm not i don't think that i'm necessarily the funniest dude um <laughs> in terms of drawing yeah. but um i i grew up on feature and i grew up on kind of those like earnest dramatic moments and so it's a treat getting to work on stuff like that because that's always kind of what I wanted to shoot for and what I will I want to continue to look for too um in terms of what I might be able to do in animation so 
I think that's the part that stuck with me the most is like, yes, there's a lot of things that were really funny growing up. There's a lot of things that made me laugh, made me smile. But the stuff that I think that really stuck with me were moments that I saw myself in that character. And um, if I could provide that for someone in the future on anything that I get to work on, then I feel like I've succeeded in my goals of working in this industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And so just... A couple quick questions coming to the end of our show. Um, uh, is there anything in the works for any upcoming seasons for this year or 2021 for Big Mouth? And uh, do you have any uh, social media sites that our listeners on the show can follow you and keep up to date with your animation work? Yeah. Um, like I said, there's some stuff that you know I'm not necessarily allowed to talk about. Yeah. So uh, I uh, obviously I'm still working right now so the show's still going mm-hmm. um i'm grateful for that but um in terms of uh personal stuff yeah i just continue to, to want to continue to um do as best i can on, on wherever i'm made useful yeah, yeah. um yeah i my socials are um i have my instagram uh at ryaguman r-y-a-g-u-m-o-n um i post art there frequently okay um yeah and that's kind of it like if you enjoy random doodles about me and my cat then (laughs) (laughs) it'll be seeing a lot of those soon probably i'm sure there's a bunch of people who would love that (laughs) all right so well that is all the time we have left for the show today thank you again ryan for being on the show and discussing what it's like to become an animator and creating stories of so many different and imaginable worlds for viewers and fans this has been your host adrian cortez Tune in on the next episode of Behind the Scenes of Entertainment on kpcradio.com.